Hey, hey there, Lisa Drennan here. Welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. Today, all the way from the UK, we have the beautiful Rebecca, who is sharing her story for the very first time on a podcast setting. So she may have shared it somewhere um, face-to-face with somebody, but being on a podcast and sharing your story is one of the most challenging and rewarding things that we can do because our story matters. And if you are a woman post-abortion, miscarriage, or loss of a child that has a story to share, you can help so many others just by sharing your experience, your thoughts about it, the things that you've gone through, your testimony really does help others to move mountains. So Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What was life like before um, you found yourself with an unplanned pregnancy? Um, well, I was actually pregnant beforehand and then I gave birth. But then 12 weeks after I gave birth, I got pregnant again. And then it was just like, oh. Not really sure what to do, but I wanted the baby. But I was in like a certain circumstance where I couldn't have it. So I had to plan to get an abortion. That was a very difficult and brave choice for you. I I can't even... um... Imagine, were you in in the UK? You were had to stay like in your your own area, or did you have to go outside of your area? Um, I was actually quite lucky. So you had you were able to go nearby. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So it was it, it was right. Was it recent? How long ago was it? Um, April. April of 2022. Yeah. So right before all of the, the news in the U.S. had hit about the Roe yeah. Wade, I know in U.K. it's going to be different with the laws and stuff, but the um, it's still it still affects us. All the news that we hear, especially now that we're all, you know, connected internationally and we just seem to hear more and more about things happening outside of our own little realm. Um, what was it like? Did or did you tell anybody? Were you able to share your story um, or the fact that you were pregnant with anyone? Uh, yeah. And Mostly how did they everyone? Um, some were judgmental, but most people were supportive. That's that's good to have most of them supportive. What did you do with the people that were judgmental? How did you respond to them? Just ignore them. Did they ever try to talk you out of your just your choice? No. How were they judgmental towards you? They were Christian. Ah, uh, so were they were they like telling you that you you know you were going to be doomed or? I got told I would go to hell. Hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Did you believe them? No. I'm oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I would never tell that to anyone. I was actually, I was saved at age 12 in 1979. And I got pregnant at 16. Got pregnant three times, three unplanned pregnancies prior to age 17, two ended in abortion. 
And I always felt like I was going to have this internal punishment. And I didn't, I swear I would never tell. I didn't tell anybody until 2016. And at that time, my mom had known and she was very religious. So um went to church all the time. And I literally walked down the street thinking God was going to strike me with lightning um, because of what I did and the way that I was raised. Um, but there was a part of me that was like, I don't trust anyone, especially God. And every time I saw a person who went to church um, or who, you know, was a Christian, I would look at them and judge them and be like, you must have a hidden secret too. Like I figured everyone has a hidden secret and no one's perfect, right? So they must have done something horrible, but they would never talk about it either. And like lived in this fear. Did you do you find yourself? I mean, you're it's only been a couple of months. How are you feeling towards it post abortion? How are you feeling towards the, your choice? Um, I think I regret it. You regret it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that 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 makes it makes it more challenging to go through and experiencing that. I know for me, I didn't I didn't regret it, but I was full of shame and guilt because of how I got to that position. I was with a guy that was narcissist gaslighter, and he just controlled me. I mean, that was my situation as well. Yeah. And that's like the worst relationship to be in is to be with that narcissist person um, that controls you, your your thoughts and everything you've done. And I came from a very controlling family and it's like I couldn't make a decision without asking everybody in the family and then they would decide for me. So when I found myself pregnant the first time and, you know, I told the guy, um, well, you're, you're just going to have an abortion. I'm like, well, okay, okay, I'll do what you say. And didn't even think twice about it. And, you know, I was only 16 and thought, well, I can't have a baby anyways. I'm only 16. How would I raise a baby? I'm just a baby myself. And then when I got pregnant again, I thought, how stupid can I possibly be? And then I got pregnant a third time. And then I was just like, I got to get rid of this guy. This guy is not good for me. And I don't know what snapped in me at 18 or 17, but I was just like, he's got to go. And he tried to come back. And I was like, no, you got to go. You're you're sick. You're controlling. And, you know, he was into drugs and stuff. And he was just not a loving, yeah. kind person. And he used to threaten me and tell me he would rearrange my face if I broke up with him and make me look ugly so no one would even look at me. It's like, is this how I want to spend the rest of my life, living with this person who threatens me? I'm like, no. And I didn't want my... So I chose to have the third, my third baby, he's 36 now and beautiful, beautiful son, but I chose to raise him as a single parent at 18, um, and cut the guy off completely. And, um, I had one interaction with him and it was a nightmare and it was like, leave. I'm so glad I got away from him. A lot of times when, um, you know, we're on a healing journey and it takes time to grieve the loss. You said, do you regret your abortion? have you started the grieving process? Have you like sat with your choice and gone through and thought about um, what you could be thankful for in the situation, in the circumstance? Can I turn my uh, camera on? I'm sorry. Can I turn my camera on? Sure. Absolutely. I think I changed the settings on the,
Yeah, if you go to the video arrow up, you should be able to, if you can't like unclick it, we're getting a thunderstorm. You might hear loud thundering and lightning. <laughs> I'm not sure how to do it. Are you on a phone or on uh, a laptop? On a phone. So on your uh, phone. Wait. I might just have to stay like this. Okay. Yeah, on your phone, there should be, you should be able to flip it over. If you're on um, um, the Zoom and you're looking at me, you should be able to slide it over and you should get a menu or at the bottom, there should be a menu where you can click on um, the thing. So you just hit your mute button. Now you're off mute. So next to the mute button, there should be a camera. You should be able to click on the camera. It says go to settings, privacy, camera. Oh, okay. So you put it on beforehand. So yeah, you won't be able to turn it on. All right. <laughs> so have you thought about um, going through and thinking about exploring your feelings and your emotions around that regret that you've ex that you're experiencing for your choice um, not at the moment because it was so um, traumatizing yeah because um, i'm recess negative so they were supposed to give me an injection or something but i didn't get it and then i took the tablets and then i started bleeding out really heavily and severely and then i had to go to a and e and then I had to be put on oxygen and like different heart monitors. Oh, wow. So your body went through a lot of trauma. I mean, yeah, I think I lost more blood than I did giving birth wow. to my son. I'm so sorry you went through that. I had heard um, there was a, a story posted somewhere um Oh, in my group, Divine Timing Ministries, a woman shared her experience at a clinic. And I don't know where it was, but she ended up having to go to emergency because a, a clot had formed and it, it swelled up her entire uterus and she was in so much pain and she wasn't experiencing any bleeding, but just this excruciating pain. And she called the clinic and they told her to take Tylenol. And she's like, no, I am going to the hospital. And the hospital said that, they, you know, she told them what had happened. They said they should have never of, you know, given her a procedure that way. They actually did a DNC and the trauma that her body had to go through. I was like, what? No, back in 19... one of them. I'm sorry. What'd you say? They were going to give me one of them. But they just give me extra pills and then I just had to wait even longer. Wow. I, I'm, back in 1985, they didn't have the option of the pill. Um, they basically used, I want to say it's a, it was a vacuum cleaner system. I mean, that's all I remember is this, this long plastic hose. We didn't have ultrasounds. We didn't have, um, you know, to 
confirm the validity of the the pregnancy, they would give you a blood test. And I was only six weeks. I was five weeks. I was I I had my period like clockwork, like every twenty eight days. So I knew the first day I missed my period that I was pregnant. And everyone's like, no, no, you're not. It's just late. I'm like, no, I know my body. I've had my period since I was 10 years old. I know my body. I am pregnant. And I started getting nauseous. So I went to Planned Parenthood and they gave a blood test and they said, yeah, you're five weeks. You have to wait till you're six weeks before we could perform the procedure. So at six weeks, I went and, you know, paid the money and all of that. And I remember they gave me Valium and, um, you know, they put the, I guess the mask, what is that? over your face. And I just remember, you know, being in this nightgown, it was all cold and sterile. And the doctor said, you know, just relax, don't worry, it'll be over um, in a in a minute. And somewhere along the line, they told me that it was just a blob of tissue, like a tumor growing inside that it had no form, no shape. So in my mind, I pictured this pregnancy as just a blob of tissue, like a tumor and tumors run huge in my family. I've known about tumors since I was like three years old because my mom had tumors. And actually the child that was born before me, my mom was pregnant, was cho- was it grew with a tumor inside. So my mom had a tumor inside of her stomach and it grew with the baby. And it actually, um, she had to st- deliver the baby stillborn when the baby was four months old. And she used to tell me this story all the time. Don't ask. It's another another podcast interview, I guess. <laughs> but she, her, his name was Christopher and uh, Christopher James. And they put him on her stomach and left her with the baby there. And then he was all deformed because the tumor had taken part of the body. And she told, they told her that she could never conceive again, that she, and she wasn't supposed to have me. So when I was growing up, she told me that I wasn't even supposed to be born because of the health risk. And she said, Mm -hmm. you know, like every single time there's a tumor in your body, you need to make sure you take care of it, get it checked out because a cyst, a tumor, fibroids, whatever, because it could be dangerous, especially if you're trying to conceive. So I was always like aware of that while I was growing up. So when I had the unplanned, the first pregnancy, when I found out I was pregnant for the first time, I was just like, oh, it's like a tumor. I have to get rid of it because it's going to hurt my body. And I think that's why I never regretted it because of that mindset I had back when I was 16. And someone mm-hmm. had asked me in an interview that I had did, well, do you regret it now that you know? And I'm like, no, because how can I regret something that I've already done? I just, it doesn't make sense to me. And if you think about your thoughts and how they align with your emotions and why you think what you think, where does it come from? You know, how does that, how does that create that thought process inside of you? And when you're feeling regret, it's good because it's a sign that you don't fully understand something or you didn't make the decision based on your own choice. Somebody forced you or influenced you or threatened you. And that's, I think that's one of the worst things that women, us women can ever have to experience is not making a choice based on our own decision, our own thought process. What do you, how do you feel about that? I, mean, I agree with that because I wanted to keep in the baby, but the father was like, we can't have this one. Yeah. Is it the same father of your son? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the reason together anymore? Because he turned really abusive. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's, was it, was it emotional abuse in in addition to physical abuse or was it verbal? Mm -hmm. I mean, verbal, emotional. Everything. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, they say hurt people hurt others and learn behavior, you know, treating somebody like that is so horrific. I know I have people in my family that are so verbally and emotionally abusive and it just, every time I hear it, I just cringe. Uh, It just makes me so angry. I don't know why people want to hurt other people that way. Was it the reason for, was it because of finances? Um, It was most likely like the abuse and the fact that our first son's in foster care. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. How are you feeling now? It's only been a few months. Are you back to normal? Like your energy levels or is your body healed? Yeah, I'm all right. I just need to take iron tablets. You just have to what? Take iron tablets. Okay. Because of all the loss of the blood and everything. Yeah. Do you, did you name your baby? Yeah. What's your baby's name? I'm Riley. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that name. Did you ever see the movie Inside Out? Yeah. That movie helped me identify my emotions because when I had my, I didn't know that having the two abortions kept me totally numb and I had no expression. The only emotion I experienced was disgust. And I was so angry all the time that I would just spew ugliness and I would wear black and I would flip people off. And I was just so mean all the time. And when that movie came out in 2015, I was like, oh, those are feelings. Those are emotions. And I really liked how they depicted joy and sadness because it's the struggle that we go through post-abortion as, you know, this joy and this sadness and, you know, that struggle. Did I make the right decision? What could have been, should have been, would have been. And when we can actually grieve the process and receive the thoughts and say, you know what, I can't go back and change what I did, but I can get a different perspective. I can give thanks for what I went through. What is one thing you can be thankful for, for your decision? Um, I think if I'd have kept that one, I feel like I'd still be stuck to my ex. Mm Mm-hmm. And he would have felt more control over me. And it's really weird because after I named it Riley, I saw a video um, of, you know, the end of Inside Out where it's like, um, go save Riley. Mm-hmm. And I saw it as a sign from Riley that um, they were okay. And I am into um, spirituality and stuff. So I believe that when I hear their name when I'm in public it's them saying hello to me because every time I've spoken about them and mentioned their name I've heard their name come out of someone else's mouth and I don't even know this person it's like just a random stranger walking down the street and then I hear the name Riley and I'm just like whoa mm-hmm. yeah spiritual world is fascinating I um I'm actually studying to get my graduate theology degree and I took a class called systematic theology and you really pull apart the meaning of words and definitions um, from scripture, from, you know, the worldview and how our minds, our thought process forms is all dependent upon how we're raised, what we're told. We're, we're told these conditioning statements 
And like, we're only born with two fears, the fear of the unknown and the fear of loud noises. All other fears are learned behavior. So like, why are we afraid of certain things? And if you think about our stressing emotions, fear of the unknown is the biggest fear that everybody shares. Like everybody in the world is afraid of the unknown. If you can't figure it out, you don't want to go there. You kind of step away from it. But then there's also shame, guilt, abandonment, rejection, and isolation. And as human beings, we all want love. We all want to feel this sense of belonging. And the part of it that tells us, am I safe? Is it okay to go this way? Or the part of it that tells us to stay back, that's what guards us. That's that fear in us. And sometimes fear could be a good fear and we can be in awe of the fear. And what I learned from this book about the systematic theology was that what we perceive something might not be 100% true and what is truth and really examining what we believe and why we believe in it. And I do believe in divine timing. I do believe that everything happens for a reason and that when we make a choice, it was planned for and there's a purpose for it. And that's going to be used in some way to help us grow and to help us to help somebody else grow. So everything that we do matters. And when you're reminded of, you know, your child through, you know, the universe sharing when you're out in the world, you can remember and, you know, and instead of having that focus on the negative, like what, if you flip it and focus on the positive, what's that positive thing? And like you said, you're, you have the freedom, like it's, you, you realized wait a minute, this isn't right. You know, it's similar to my story where after the second abortion, I was just like, "Eh, this guy isn't right. Like I I need to get away from him. And it was weird because we actually broke up and then he wooed me and we ended up sleeping together and I got pregnant and I was just like, that's it. I'm done. I can't do this. I don't want to live my life in this abusive situation. I just want out. And, you know, I made that decision to get out and I did. And now I realized um, after becoming a certified aroma practitioner that we get to choose our path and whatever we want, we get. It's all in our thinking process that the power of thoughts is so incredible. I believe that um, they come back to you in the form of your babies in the future. What I'm sorry, what do you believe? That... Um, any baby that you've lost or like had to terminate comes back in the future. Mm. Yeah. I've heard of a few ladies that believe in that as well. Um, I've had dreams about my babies. I kept dreaming of um, a boy and a girl and I would dream, um, you know, that they were just playing and, and um, you know, kind of hanging out and they were separate. Like, so I'd have one time I'd have a dream about the boy and then I would have a dream about the girl. And I thought that they were my kids, my nieces and my son having babies because they were at that age where they were going to have babies. And then my daughter actually told me, mom, those are your babies. And when my mom, my mom had passed away in October of 2018. And shortly after her death, I had a dream of my, I named my children, Michael and Tamara. I had a dream that they were with her and Michael had black hair and big blue eyes. And Tamara had blonde curly hair with big blue eyes or green eyes. And uh, they were just so beautiful and they were at peace and they were just kind of hanging out. 
And um, one of my friends who's in Divine Timing Ministries group, she shared a book from, I can't think of the name of it, something about heaven or something. Anyway, she had said that the babies were in heaven and that they were being cared for and that we would reunite with them again. Someone told me that in the babies that I miscarried at 16 and 18, are being looked after by a grandmother figure in mm-hmm. heaven. And that I'm going to have twins in the future or something. Oh, yeah? Cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And when you start to really think about it and, you know, it, it's just, it's beyond. I mean, we use 1% of our brain. <laughs> yeah, the capacities of our brain and our, the, the power that we have um, geniuses use more than 1%, but it's amazing. And, um, just connecting with our inner child, with our inner self and just knowing and being at peace, um, so that we can, you know, instead of focusing on the pain of our choice, focusing on what's the purpose and how can I learn from this and what was the good that came from it? It's just such a beautiful journey and your story is going to help so many, um, and I'm glad that you were able to get through the medical portion of it because that sounds really hard to have to go through and experience all that. You must have been so scared, especially with having a son already and fearing that you wouldn't be healthy enough to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you both are doing great and you're healthy. Yeah. So, well, I thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? Um, If you're thinking of getting an abortion, make sure you know everything down to the T about the procedure before you go through with it. And make sure you know everything about your body as well, like your blood type and everything. Because I went through a lot of trauma. Excellent advice. Yeah. Gather the facts and make the choice based on you, on you, not on. And don't listen to anyone else. What's that? Don't listen to anyone else. Um, Follow your gut feeling. If you know you can look after that child, make your decision on what you want to do. Yeah. Beautiful advice. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you, Rebecca, sharing your story and um, just being here. And uh, I know this was your first interview, so I hope you have many more and you just get the word out and you make a great impact on women um, who are facing the same situation that you have. It's all right. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. Um, if you know anyone who would benefit from this story, from Rebecca's story, please share this video. Be sure to, or this podcast, and be sure to like and follow for more stories of women post-abortion, miscarriage and loss of a child who share their healing journey. Remember that mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart.